This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Right out the gate, we are starting with a guest, and we'll get to other topics, but this is one that is important because we are all demanding reform out of Albany and demanding that Governor Hochul change, for example, cash bail. But the truth is, to a large degree, her hands are completely tied. With us, political expert consultant Hank Scheinkoff. Good morning to you, sir. How you doing, Dominic? Good morning to all your listeners. I'm I'm doing well, thank you. And so the headline, the the uh, the bullet line, if you will, New York Democrats deny Hector LaSalle's nomination to be the state's top judge after he defends uh, his record during the confirmation hearing. So explain, Mr. Scheinkoff, why is this important, and and is this big trouble for Governor Hochul? It is very big trouble for Governor Hochul, and it's very big trouble for the state. This is a battle about the progressives on one side and the leadership of the chambers, both chambers of the legislature, not wanting to take them on. And it's often what happens, Dominic, when you have one-party control, you tend to have factionalism, and that's what the the so-called progressives are. They're factional. They're faction. They're like the Reform Democrats were to the regular Democrats 50 years ago. So this chaos is going to act itself out, and now the leaders of the legislature are going to be very paralyzed because they're going to worry about losing their sinecures, the jobs that they got, which are very good because the progressives have now grown, and the rejection of the LaSalle nomination has given the progressives, frankly, much more power that they shouldn't have. But, Hank Scheinkoff, this has been a stacked deck on Judge LaSalle from the beginning. The progressives adding, what, three members to this committee? To, to make sure they had the vote to to, uh, to sell his nomination? Well, why have democracy when you can fix it? There's no difference between that fix and the fix that anybody else would do. I mean, what the beautiful thing about progressives and reformers are is that the reforms always tend to have an upper-class bias. And here's a case where a, a qualified Latino was told to take a hike by a bunch of people who think they know better than, than everybody else. They did the same thing to Herman Badillo in 1969 and 73 when he ran for mayor. They've done the same thing to other Latinos. This is the beginning of the end of Latinos in the Democratic Party in New York State. And you can rest assured that come two years down the road or a year down the road from now, when we have state Senate elections and locations where you have Latinos, they're going to remember this and they're going to be reminded of it. So it is your opinion, Hank Scheinkoff, the Latino community will not take too well to this. Well, I don't think they're going to take too well to it. I don't think what the other thing is, I had a conversation with, with someone I know for many, many decades who's a reformer and a great progressive. And I said, you're all upset about Judge LaSalle. But what are you going to do when the rest of the state clears out? Because it's not that people are going to say, I'm leaving because Judge LaSalle was rejected. What they're going to say is, I'm leaving because something happened that's crazy. That a qualified guy that people didn't agree with politically on some particular cases should be tossed out the window with, rather than look at his entire record. 
It, it's, it, it is nuts, and it sounds like it was a power play, that the progressives were telling the governor, no, Madam Governor, we run this state. Is that accurate? Well, it's worse than that. This is an attempt to undo once and for all the imperial governorship or the strong governor of an Andrew Cuomo and Elliot Spitzer. Uh, David Patterson said he wasn't there long enough to exert the kind of power needed, but certainly Spitzer, certainly Cuomo, certainly Pataki, to undo that once and for all and to have the legislature take control of the entire state. And the legislature now would be dominated by so-called progressives. Now, this is a warning to Carl Hastie that in his own chamber, the progressives have now been empowered. There will likely be more of them, and he could be next on the chopping block. Interesting. So what, what, what I also find interesting about this, and, and folks, we are talking about the fact that New York Democrats up in Albany denied Judge Hector LaSalle his nomination uh, 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 put up by Governor Hochul to be the state's top judge. And uh, Democrats did this to a fellow Democratic governor. And Hank Scheinkoff, political consultant, what what does that say, Hank? I mean, Democrats doing in Democrats now. Well, it doesn't matter because they're really not interested in party. They're interested in faction. You know, Kathy Hochul is going to get her get even. Why? Because she's from Buffalo. She was doing politics in a more tough place than most of these guys have ever had the guys in their lives. We're talking about people who put, haven't put a callus on their hands overall, who have no clue what it means to sweat, struggle, or go through any, any crisis. That's what we're talking about is not running our politics. They don't like blue-collar white people, men, and they really don't like anybody that disagrees with them, and they think they can colonize people. That's their basic operating style. That's who we're dealing with. Do you really believe that people are going to say, oh, please, do some more to me? Raise my taxes. Make it impossible for me to live. Tell me that I don't need police protection. Tell me that we can have people urinating and defecating on the streets, and that's okay. Do you think they're going to like that? No, I don't. That's where we're and, going. And, that's where we're going. And, and Hank, Hank Scheinkoff, I, I, I have to be honest with you. Uh, you and I are always uh, straight with each other. These far-left Democrats are scaring the hell out of me in terms of their policies across the country. And, and the no, question is, what's next? They're dangerous people because they don't understand what it means. When they, let me tell you, they're gonna ha- someone's going to have to pay the price for all this. Who's going to pay for it? Not just financially. The idiocy of the seventies was that people, when we had the last fiscal crisis of consequence, was that somehow everybody would have to stay in New York and they'd be ha- more than happy to stay here and pay for whatever the Democrats and the lefties wanted to. It's not. They're not going to. This Hector LaSalle thing is dynamite because it begins to shear off portions of the population that won't take it anymore. They won't know it's about LaSalle. The Latinos will. You know, people don't look at voting numbers. If you look at Trump's numbers in the 20, in the, was it the, 19, the 2016 election? Was that right? Yeah. Um, what you saw was significant numbers based upon voter turnout, a population in the South Bronx voting for Trump. What do people think? This is an aberration. The largest growing group on Long Island, right? Probably Latinos of all kinds. What did they do? Did they vote for Democrats this past fall? No, they did not. What's the message here? The message is we are about to be plagued by a group of people who think that they can solve all the problems because they're smarter than the rest of us. I met those guys 40 years ago when I first thought of my career. I thought they were elitist, elitist then. I thought they didn't understand black people or working people at all, and I still feel the same way. Nothing's changed. The only difference is now we have a new collection of them. I'm going to turn the place into what it what we don't want it to be. The state senate 
has never rejected a governor's pick for chief judge since the current nomination system has been in place since the 1970s. Does that say it all? It says that we should go back to electing judges and tell the politicians to get their hands off our court system. And it should also tell you that these guys think they're the law. Well, if they're the law, let them go in the streets and do what the cops want to do but can't do because bail reform says to a cop, why bother? The guy will be back on the street with a gun, if it was a gun collar in the next you know, day or so. And I, mean, I close just, this way, Hank Scheinkoff. If Governor Hochul uh, called you uh, this morning and hired you, how would you advise her to proceed with this process? Shear off the shear off New York City suburbs. Shear off thirty percent or forty percent of Queens, maybe fifty percent of Queens. Shear off twenty percent or twenty five percent of Brooklyn, and about five percent of the Bronx. Create a constituency out of that. Create a pact with the more conservative parts of the state and run like hell because you're never going to win the enemy over. The enemy's decided that the enemy is smarter than the rest of us and wants us to pay for it. I'd also tell her to get a hold of the budget. And there finds a lot of places in New York State where there won't be any new roads built by her highway, by her, by her, uh, whatever it's called, the Highway Department or Department of Transportation. That's one of the things I would do right away. I, I have to uh, ask you this as I wrap this up. Was it a mistake for the governor to sign off so early on the pay raises uh, for for the legislature? Should she have held that back to have something to bargain with? It told you that she is a person of her word, and she expected a fair deal. What she got was an unfair deal, and she got a power play. Now this battle may may turn itself up in the in the budget crisis, but in order for her to be in, in the budget that's coming, and we're going to have some real financial problems in the state and the city. This is going to be ultimately about who wins the argument. Do the people who want to maintain some sense of control win the argument, or do the people who want ideology to influence every decision we make, are they going to control it? That's the battle. So let's see what happens. Hank Scheinkoff, we thank you so much for joining us this morning. Pleasure.